Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 140. Subtitle, shutting out the cat. Just slamming the door on a cat, unfortunately. But I'm in a hurry. I'm in between coaching basketball games. Race I, down. I could not be in less of a hurry. I know you got nothing but time, but I raced down to Toronto this morning, coached a game. Your brother's team lost against a really aggressive team from Windsor, really far away. Uh, but oh, anyways. that's where uh, Impact was. We could have, You could have gone to Impact yesterday, <laughs> right. stayed the night, and this is why you're stupid. And then uh, that's one of the reasons, at least. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so raced home in insane weather. So I know you were thinking you're going out tonight with the boys, but you might want to move uh, that. We don't seem to care. You might want to move that indoors somewhere. It's like Walmart. two degrees, like 70-kilometer winds, and rain, like nonstop rain. So... Uh, there was even ice this morning, so spring has not arrived, unfortunately. But um, I don't know. Welcome back. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of wrestling in a, in a little <laughs> bit. We always start out bantering. There's timestamps mm-hmm. if you want to skip and get to the wrestling stuff. Uh, but the big news for us personally is that we got those tickets, huh? That's so, right, yesterday. So we, um, we are going to go to Forbidden Door. What is that? June 25th, I believe. Yep. Um. We did not get great seats because, man, I, I sent you a screenshot. Well, I was, it's, it's, it was hard enough to get tickets for freaking Dynamite. Yes. So, like, so I was 400. Sending a pay-per-view and it's New Japan, like, forget about it. I think it was, so obviously we're not part of the pre-sale, which we need to figure out how to do because apparently that's when all the tickets get sold. But Yeah, that's, I mean, I wish we had figured that out, like, after Dynamite for this time, but I guess we'll have to figure it out next time. For... So it opened friday at 10 right Mm -hmm. and i was in right then basically i was 430 something i sent you the picture in the queue so by the time i the 436 person in line to get tickets there was maybe a few hundred tickets left so Mm -hmm. we don't have good seats but i've been in that venue enough watching basketball games and things to know that the so the 300s it's really really steep so what happens when it's steep is a you don't have to you can see over everybody in front of you and you're not really that far. So I'm kind of interested to see how these seats are because then right, we'll know we're for in future. Scotia Bank, right? We're in Scotia, so it's big. It's like going to be probably eleven, ten, ten to fifteen thousand people probably. Uh, but we got the tickets anyway, so they weren't even crazy expensive. Anything on the lower bowl was already over a thousand dollars by the time I looked, but we got ours for under a hundred up. Well. That's not true because Ticketmaster are the blood sucking leeches that they are. <laughs> um, our $85 tickets become significantly more than $85 right. by the time they throw all their ridiculous, whatever it is, handling fees and service fees and blah, 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 gouge, gouge, gouge. Um, they're up over 100. But, anyways, I just, like you, I just want to be there, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited for that. So, yeah, I don't know how you pat, I, w- I wouldn't pass up the opportunity. No, so regardless. I was. I, I got that I felt like your mom there. She's usually one getting tickets for us, but she didn't reply to my text. So I was like, I can't wait. I got to get yeah, in there. Well, so. Can't risk that. No. Uh, other news. How was uh, Comic-Con? I know it's not fresh. I've talked to you about it, but people yeah. might be wondering. You were at Comic-Con for two days, right? Stayed in a hotel with some friends in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Had a good time overall. Yeah, it was, it was pretty tiring, but I mean, it was good. <laughs> and you were malnourished for a couple of days, it sounds like. What do you mean? That you basically weren't eating lunch because it just oh, didn't. Oh, no, I didn't eat lunch. I almost got a booster juice at Eaton Center, but I didn't find it. I just saw some of the booster juice. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And But we had to get going. Yeah, so it just wasn't convenient. But you picked up some figures and some pop vinyls, spent far too much money, but that kind of was your plan and you'd been mm. saving for it. So I not, guess not whatever. Not as bad as Hancock. He blew his money on the first day. Oh, did he? Yeah. So you made it to day two at least. Yeah, and I, I did get a boost, but still, I didn't. I didn't spend it all. And one so of your pop vinyls is me. 
that yeah, happened. Um, that we don't have video, but yeah, it's displayed we got on a, my side here. We got a Cobb Vanth Funko Pop, so any Star Wars owners will now know somewhat what what you look like I <laughs> even guess. though i've stayed anonymous for 140 <laughs> right? episodes um, so I we got like... yeah i found a cob van funko pop with like helmet list so uh that looks like it's it's pretty bang on i feel like so <laughs> I, that's really nice if, if you were to make a funko pop of me i don't disagree I it would feel come out like looking... that would be it you maybe just color the beard slightly differently right. and then you could honestly just like you could just put the head out like that right but, so i got that one and then i got guy from free guy because i've watched that movie eight times so that just made sense mm-hmm. um I got Modoc from Ant Man because he's hilarious. Yeah, I knew that. Except uh, he was awesome. And then I got Meek from the Fourth Thor because Me- Meek's Meek. And that was a super cheap one, right? I think that, that was one like was ten, like 10 bucks. bucks or something, which is pretty bucks good. Canadian. Like that—that's what it was, right? That—that that was the thing too. Because like, I think Meek's kind of funny, but also if it's that cheap, I'm not gonna not do that. Then <laughs> I got from GameStop because they had the GameStop. Uh, I think it was the one at Eaton Center where yeah. I got the. Uh, Funkos, I got like a two pack of. Uh, I got Darth Maul from Clone Wars season seven, and then uh, Gar Saxon. Nice. I think you can get those as singles because I think Hancock did, but I got like the two pack one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the only other one I got was the uh special edition Darth Maul with like the dark saber and the lightsaber that like I think it was like sixty bucks or something. No, sixty bucks at that. It was I got I got it for fifty at Comic Con. Yeah. Um, that was the one I was like mainly after. So. And speaking of Star Wars, I enjoyed Mandalorian this week. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was a somewhat polarizing one, I think. I think so. What episode was it? Were we caught up? No. So it's the one where from last week. It's the chapter nineteen, I think. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it actually because it was mm-hmm. different, right? They really didn't focus on Mando too much. They went no. off. And then I know you picked up. Sorry, I sidetracked there. You got a Darby Allen. Oh yeah, so I got. Um, this will be your figuring it out this week. Yeah, because yeah, there's no updates. Much. I so got this. a Darby Allen, and I got it because Darby Allen figures are sweet, but also because it's the Target exclusive one. So that's the most bang. And if you from, don't know, we don't have Target right. In Canada, that so. stuff like that is the most bang for my buck because it's something I really wanted, and also I feel like that's my shot to get it. You're not finding it elsewhere, right? And we don't have Target anymore. Um, Ditto for I got a uh, Legends Ultimate Edition Batista, which I thought is pretty cool, and then also Target exclusive. Mm-hmm. And also, like, because the Legend series is Target exclusive, but somehow we still get Legends at Toys R Us, Us, right? Like, you've seen, like, DX, like, Junkyard Dog, like, that's Legends, right? So, the Batista is, but... Because Toys R Us exists here, so we don't have Target, but we have Toys R Us. So, it's a somewhat trade-off, but... Yep. I, like, I haven't seen Ultimate Editions in stores since, like, the first series, first or second series, and we're, like... Fit, like we're at 16 now mm-hmm. and there's been so anyways i don't i don't think i would have found the batista then they also had like the target the let the fan takeover ones like there was dx triple h wrestlemania 6 ultimate warrior nine to five sean the red and white which i really wanted but that one was 90 so if that Yikes. was if that was cheaper i would have gone that because i think like the accessories it's got like the you know i had like the chat pants back yeah. in the 90s like he has yeah, those and those are really cool but i would have gone that and then i think there's like a goldberg but it's really plain the only difference with that goldberg, goldberg is yeah Who's if I'll get to later. Um, yeah. It had the two belts and it has like the smoke mouth, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of weird. But so they had like a bunch of Ultimate Editions and there's like a bunch of Elites too. They had the Chase Boogeyman, which I almost got, but I didn't. And yeah. I almost got Grimes, but I didn't. I got the Ringside exclusive TNT Cody with like the purple and silver tights. And then he's got the original TNT title. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, And then I got Elite 60 three i think alistair black which is a little old now which i got that because I, I don't 
it's not current, so I can't get that anymore. And right. I I did like it. I never saw it in stores, so it's got like that same weird textured kick pad that my Elite eighty six Alistair has, but it's got the gray on the other side. So that one's kind of cool. Um, so I got pretty good haul. You got, got those, there. and then I think that's four. So then my fifth one was I, they had a there's a game another GameStop across from Eaton Center for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So I got uh Ricky Starks Unrivaled Nine, I think, because I do want a Starks. And so that one's pretty cool. I almost got Hobbs too, but I figured I would just stick to Starks. Makes sense. And I would have gotten the 2K, but they did not have it. Yeah, reviews for that game are fantastic. I want to so. get it because I just saw like people are uploading like people upload crazy Keep crap. Like, the there's, like cord um, while we're at it. Sorry. Yeah, hold on. Behind the curtains, everybody. Okay, I got it. Um, they, like someone uploaded like an empty arena. You can play War Games Arena without um the cage nice which it's it's kind of glitched but like i don't know it's, it's cool and like there's a bunch of stuff anyways i would have gotten that if i could but i also got this uh the one this one place is selling gold like foil bills yeah with uh marvel characters on them so i got one with deadpool on it it is kind of cool in it with the protector sleeve uh, and then i got like um if you ever seen like those graphics where it's like when the different direction you look at them, mm-hmm. they look like a different thing, like the changing thing. Mm-hmm. So I got like this big Star Wars one. And it's got Darth Bane, who I had, had the books that I read about, uh, Darth Revan, and Nihilus, who's the guy who sucks the life out of planets. Great. So that that was cool too. And then there's this um place that sold custom Lego minifigures, and you could get oh, four yeah, for you got twenty. A bunch of those. So I went there three times. I got <laughs> I got the entirety of Delta Squad, which is a uh clone commando squad from like they there's this like 2005 game that i downloaded and played a little bit of and then didn't finish but one of them was in bad batch uh, episode 11 so uh, nice. that's why i did that then i got star killer from force unleashed with like the cool helmet which because he's sweet and those games are really fun then i got nihilus the aforementioned planet sucker yep um previs looks he had a sick dark saber i got crosshair because crosshair yeah, that that Automatic. just makes sense. And yep. then I got like, I got four different clones because they had like insane printing. Because when people make the custom minifigures, they print them like they do printing that Lego wouldn't do themselves, like on the side of the torsos and stuff. Yep. So it's like really like. So I think I got fives, who's like a a main character in Clone Wars, and I got random clones. I think it was like Commander Doom. Uh, I think one of them was like Hammer or something, and then one was Blitz. I think they're they're all like different colors, but uh, those are cool too. And I think that's it. That's the inventory. So I believe. now you're broke again, but you just got to start Somewhat. working and saving some more money. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, we got to get into talking some wrestling because I've got, this can't be, like, I need two hours to record and I had, produce this. I actually have, I have one thing I wanted to ask, though, is um, a week from Mania, how are you feeling? Very not interested. In- that's interesting because I'm in a similar boat, but I feel like this year I am kind of interested. There's and a few matches. Because I, w- I think... I'm I'm honestly, if I had to really think about, it, I'm most hyped for the tag title match. Yeah, I'm really excited awesome for that too. actually. Yes. Um, I actually don't then, mind Seth Rollins, Logan Paul. Might that, be good. It doesn't excite me, but like it doesn't bother me either. Yeah, nothing. There, okay, not n- not nothing bothers me, but very there's not as much that bothers me like last year. Cause last year I was just I was out on it. It feels like there's more like rostered talent facing rostered talent, which yeah, I prefer. Yeah, like so if, that's something. even Logan Paul now he's got more experience. He's a roster like, member, yeah, somewhat, yeah. yeah. But I'm like I'm decently excited for the main event, um, which is Cody and uh, yes. Roman. Like, yep, Cena theory should be good. 
Um, like, I don't know, things look decent. The only thing, I really don't want to watch Lesnar and Omos, and they have these random four-way tag showcases, which feel like replacing the Battle Royals. Yeah. But I don't know, I'm just, I don't know, it's interesting, because we got, like, what, week left, and so... I wouldn't say I'm, like, excited about anything, but I think there's less... I'm looking less, forward to some things. There's less that I'm, like, I don't want to see that. Oh, wait, the IC title compared three to last way. year. That yeah. should be good, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, there's, last year there was things we knew we weren't going to enjoy. Oh, yeah, right? I didn't even and care we about right. them, I mean, it was Lesnar and Roman again, like... Yeah. I don't know. This is a lot better. So that will, I'm kind of interested to preview that next week. Yeah. That'll be next week, though. Right? We will definitely do that. Yeah. Oh, and stay in the Lord. Next week's going to be beefy then. It is. So that's okay. I should have more time. Because after this weekend, your brother doesn't have any basketball till provincials. So we get yeah. a bit of time off. But, anyways, let's start talking about some actual wrestling in our first segment where we'll look at some of the week's news and rumors. <laughs> All right, so taking a look at ratings, this week's NXT averaged 550,000 viewers, which is down 6.8%, earned a 0.12 in the key demographic, down 20%. So lowest audience total. Hey, it's not second lowest. What's going on? It's crazy. It's an off week. They've changed the system. Lowest audience total since December 6th of last year, um, partly explained by it aired this week head-to-head against the World Baseball Classic Championship game. Between that sounds the, like a thing that happened. I think it was Japan defeated the United States in that one. Um, so stiffer competition than normal M- NBA stuff, probably. And episode of Dynamite this week did 945,000 average viewers, which is up 12% from last week. Earned a .33 in the key demo, which is up a whopping 22.2%. So it looks like that demo just left, walked away from NXT and walked right into Dynamite or something. But anyways, it is the second highest. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> there the sweet go. spot. We're back. We're that's back. the sweet spot. Second highest demo number of the year. And it was just the competition was the usual NBA games that are always around this time of year. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Um, let me scroll back. I only up. have three things. I have four. All right. So you go first. Uh, the biggest news of the week, Goldberg is a free agent. <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> and yeah. The so bidding, let the bidding war ensue, right? Bidding war of 2023. Uh, we were talking about that this week. If he ends up in AEW, I'm going to be like disappointed, annoyed, angry. angry, whatever. Like That's dumb. There's no universe where they need him. I don't even think they need Sting, but that's definitely not the worst thing they could do. Right, because it's not going to move the needle enough that it's worthwhile, and he's going to take time away from anybody that could be doing something, right? So here's hoping he just... Especially when, like, the women struggle to get, like, more than one match every week. Right, he can just transition into obscurity as far Mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. Yeah, or go back to the main roster, and I I still want to care. Yeah, Uh, there was some CM Punk... Social media, I want to say tweet. It could be Instagram. I don't know. It what was a deleted use. Instagram. Right. Story. And is now deleted. And that basically criticizing Moxley's Rocky three match idea. He said it sucked. And he also called Chris Jericho a liar and a stooge. And also accused AEW of asking him to wrestle without being medically cleared, which is the si- that doesn't similar right. song and dance to what he said in WWE, right? That was one of his things is that the doctors were, that was his main issue is with one of the doctors who just... Wasn't like Chris something? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, and then he called Meltzer as well as Jericho a liar. So just more CM Punk Venom, right? I don't really know what's going on, but I just... And then also rumors of, like, is he coming back to AEW? Like, he wants to come back, but... No, he doesn't. Um, I don't know. So, anyways, there's our... Ears. I, I saw you, like, caught the wrestling bug again because you, like, read sure. something or, or whatever, like... Right. Okay. And 
so the idea was, and he did lose really quickly to Moxley, right? Like that was the match that was a few minutes. Yeah, I remember I was like, I was like to the moon. And then the storyline would be train, 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 come back and avenge that loss, right? Which, which I guess Punk was not interested in. But anyways, who cares? He I gone. Mean, he still got squashed, so it's still he funny did. to me. And then he didn't get the part where he gets to his revenge, so it's perfect. What do you mean? Because in theory, he's supposed to come back and beat Moxley later, but we don't have to watch that. He did beat Moxley. Oh, right. Sorry. He did see that. We did get that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> it's the last thing we got. He, he didn't like the plan. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Um, The big, best news of the week for me, and that made me happy, is Pete Dunn, like the bruiserweight, seems to... It, it's it's coming. <laughs> that's what you say. He's teasing a return to bruiserweight form. Um, he posted like a black and gray pic of him with the UK title uh, with the caption, remember, dot, 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 probably... And then also remember, I showed you the logo that someone made that he posted on his story that was still bitter, probably. That's cool. Um, and this is coupled with reports that Triple H wants to revert him back. So that's indicating that it is coming. And so what I've heard is um, from the same sources is that Triple H wanted to do this like for a while, but the Brutes got over. So a little surprisingly, probably. Yeah, yeah, right. So they pushed that back, which if I was on my, I would, I would have done that. But I also might have turned Butch then because then he's mega heel it'd be but, so great if he's pete dunn exactly. and they use him correctly there's got there's so, that too the idea is i think pete dunn by the end of 2023 nice i personally am of the, i would say uh he should screw sheamus at mania because i th- i think gunther is better off having a record-setting reign I do than too. main eventing right now that is what i want to see i want to see him hold the title longer than honky I don't want to see him in the main event right now. I want to see him do that. And That's just more interesting to get me. Get that title back to the status it Which should Which I think be he's at. done already, but I want him to do that more. He's I think moved it a long way, at least. And especially with Cody Rhodes and maybe like Seth Rollins gets one of the titles. Like Gunther keeping the Intercontinental title is infinitely more interesting to me. So I think I would, I don't, I'm not fully confident it would happen, but like at the very least, I want Gunther to win next week. Mm-hmm. And then if you could put a pete dunn turn into that that yes, would be really cool would but be. like and then use him correctly exactly of course i awesome. think like i don't know eventually i would like if he's not butch if he's pete dunn he, i would totally be okay with him being gunther because i think it would be funny yeah because gunther he be, could be the guy gunther and gunther ended his reign right and then uh pete dunn could do the same and, and then the match i feel like awesome. also if gunther has a long title run that gives pete dunn to maybe transition to kind of face because mm-hmm. i feel like if he changes to pete dunn a, he's got to be healed for a bit. B, he can't be in the Brawling Brutes because Brawling Brutes is just not who Pete Dunn is. Nope. So, I don't know. Um, That that has to happen eventually, and I've been saying that for a while, but now it seems actually like it will be on the cards at some point. Yep, that would be awesome. I would also appreciate that because Pete Dunn, he, I think I was saying he was my favorite wrestler in the world for a while. I have a shirt, right? Yeah, and um, 2021 NXT Pete Dunne was loved him peak, and he proved he could do promos too because that was the one question, right? Like, can he talk? He can, and he was. Ripped. I thought he was awesome. Oh yeah, he got in great shape. Yeah. Uh, news item that's sort of good news for us is that AEW announced a deal with Toronto. I don't. The agencies don't matter, but it's Feld's, Feldman Agency and Turbo Entertainment. So they have venues across North America, but basically. They, quote, are the perfect partner to enhance our efforts in the Canadian market. So my understanding is house show tours, which is fine. I, I, house shows I, I'd are fun. I would do that. I would do that. They're affordable. They're fun. They're usually in a smaller venue. And if it's AEW, I'd like it. Right. So I think they're planning on uh, sort of touring Canada a bit more. So that's cool for us, and at least. that means more dynamite and stuff here, that's yep. awesome. Because I think also, like, the more shows we get here, maybe it's less, like, frantic. Yes. So Forbidden Door is going to be the second. Right. Televised one we've had. So 
Um, I think right now, like, I feel like still it'll be like kind of insane because AEW is just it's, oh, it that's will. how it is. And but, for hardcore wrestling fans, you don't get access to New Japan at all. So that's yeah, that's the, key. the other draw. That's the big Rimmer, draw for right? me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, so I feel like at it, it'll probably be minimal and it probably won't even matter. But like, the more shows we get here, the less it'll be like. So maybe harder to get right. to. You maybe know, next you time more Dynamite comes, it's not like this is our only chance. Everybody right. buy tickets. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, f- I still feel like a lot of people would, but like at least it's like you have more chances. Hopefully, yep. so that For that's sure. cool. Um, more Mania card editions we got. So on Raw, they confirmed the tag title match. That I was saying that yep. I'm super pumped for. Me too. That's. I don't know. That's just genuinely really interesting to me. I hate because I I think in like one of the movie inspired trailers they did, John Cena was saying Ripley is main eventing. So I think that is. That's too bad. First movement, that tag match should main event. I understand it, but I'm not the only one who said this. I've I've seen like other posts about it on Instagram. Like, I understand like why they wanted. Like, I I do like that they want to have the women main event one night, and I, I think that's perfectly that. respectable. We are always big on pushing the women, highlighting, yeah. spotlighting women. Like but... when they do with um, Belair and Banks, that totally made sense. But they, I think like. If you're able to put Austin in the main event last year when he's, like, however old above the women, you could put the hype-as-hell tag team match main eventing the first night instead of the women. Like, and they they put Austin in the main event last the year. The Bloodline storyline is literally one of the biggest storylines in the history of their company. Right. I, I, th- I don't know how it can't be that. It'll so. be like... It'll be like Rock and Hogan or Sean and Taker where, mm-hmm. like, it should have been the main event. I think and so. And it's so clearly going to outshine the actual main event like, and it's not only like the storyline they're all really talented wrestlers oh, yeah. so it should be a really yeah. good in-ring performance it's the perfect too. storm and like but yeah especially last year like they put austin in the main event of right when i think blair and lynch deserve to main event way 100%. more than ripley and charlotte do yes i agree so i think all the, the signs would point to the tag title match is a clear choice but i'm i'm no i got know. my doubts they're not, they're not going to do that Too i much mean logic there's there's still there's still time to change it i mean trips can make the right move i don't yep. know and then they also confirmed last night on smackdown mysterio versus mysterio that one I don't care a ton I about. I don't but... care a ton about that, but I mean, I, at least it's finally like confirmed now that they, they've at least been building that for a solid while. I just don't care about Dominic. And now that I've seen Vikingo again, I don't need Rey Mysterio anymore. I've got my replacement. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other thing I have, which is sort of affects us as well, is that Josh Alexander is out of action indefinitely. Uh, so his record-setting title run just is, out with a whimper is over. Um, and he is relinquishing the championship, obviously, and he uh, basically tore his triceps. So that has led to the main event of the show, I assume the main event, that we're going to in April instead of Macklin, Josh Alexander. They quickly replaced with um, Kushida, right? Which, again, cool match. I, I would prefer seeing Alexander, yeah. but not I feel a bad like they could have picked someone better than Kushida because it's like. It's not that it's not much of a diss against Kushida because honestly I've come a long way yeah, on him since me too. when he started NXT, but he's not actually one of their guys and also like he hasn't done like a lot of top card stuff so to me it does feel a little odd. It feels like they're telegraphing a Macklin win, which I'm fine with. I've been saying which he's a maybe guy that would have been the plan anyway. I think it like, was. I I guess. I think it's time. But still, I would have liked an opponent that would have. I don't know, at least beg the question or... Um, but like, it gives Alexander know. a built-in story. Like, I don't know how long he's gone, but it gives him the built-in, like, I never lost the belt, especially if Macklin's still holding it, right? Like, that could be something they can use. I just don't know how long you're out with the triceps tear. Mm-hmm. It sounds awful, but uh, hopefully he has a speedy recovery because if memory serves, I watched Impact this week. I'll talk about it later. 
um, the show ended like normal. Like it was a Macklin and Josh Alexander was in the ring, like talking and whatever. So it sounded like there was no Maybe changes did at some that indie point. Show? Like I, have, I don't know. I don't know. Was it? Was this the week that it was live? Mm, I think so. I'm not even sure. Because it could have been tell taped, the and then they That's he true. did some indie show. If like, it was taped, that would make sense. I feel like if you're not noticing, I feel like it has to be some indie things. I know he does. He a does bunch do stuff, other stuff. So I feel like it has to be something. That's but. too bad. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm out of news. You? Last, the only one I have was the Cena in theory has been confirmed for the opener. Yeah, that should be okay. So I think I think that's a good uh, choice because Theory's a good talent. People love Cena. Like. Yep. Uh, I think that's good. Um, I'm I think that I'm like decently looking forward to that one, but like. Yeah. It's not over exciting. I agree. Like Mania again. There's nothing I'm super super hyped for, but there's also not Cena's stuff that I'm good, like. Ugh. Cena's a good main. Or, uh, sorry, uh, Mania attraction because he's not. He is a celebrity, but he's also one of their guys, mm-hmm. and then he's also a well-known star. Like a, he was a, like a top star before, but also not too old, like Goldberg or something. Like I think yes. he's in the sweet spot right now, where like he's still good enough to be worthwhile. He's probably he's not got, working like, a half hour appeal, match, right? But, like. like I think he's in a sweet spot right now for like appeal and also like the nostalgia. Yeah. Because he's not too old and he's not like he's not every celebrity like Bad Bunny or Pat McAfee. Like he he's experienced. And having him open will be good because the crowd will respond right and start things off with some energy. That that makes sense. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, let's uh, transition into our most detailed review every week, and that's taking a look at this past Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. Tell me about Dynamite, my son. Um, Started okay. out feeling a little uh, WCW to me. Not that that's the end of the world, but I'm not even saying that as yeah, a negative. Yeah, it started with the Just Bucks felt like it. being taken away in ambulances after an attack we haven't seen. Um, so Matt uh, got taken away in the first one. Hangman was on the phone, and then he got in the second ambulance going away with Nick. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny stayed behind because he's got a match later. So kind of a clever way because the last image of last week, right, was... Um, Hang, the elite standing behind hangman and then it sort of transitions right into this so again further tease of we haven't seen them even talk or work out any problems or anything but they are sort of orbiting each other a little bit right yeah. so i thought you know what it didn't take up much time and it furthered a story yeah. i'm kind of interested. yeah it continues in, so. the thread right so it was an interesting little bit yep. um and hangman still involved with them so that's interesting right um then we get to our hot opener <laughs> Which is Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and okay, here's how I wrote it, and I don't know why. Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Orange Cassidy. Because you subconsciously want to eliminate the other person. Or I want two Orange Cassidy's, I guess. Instead um, of Sting. And I'm gonna, we're gonna fix that real quick. Um, and they're so. taking on Butcher Blade and your other boy, Kip Sabian. Yeah. With um, some purple hair, was it you said? I yeah, can't it tell. Was Blue weird. or purple. It I was kind of weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, Sting versus Kip Seaman, and then Butcher and Blade. Uh, so Sting knows sells some shots from Butcher and sure hits him his own. So we're loving this already. Yep. Uh, Seaman goes for a top rope move on Sting, who slowly rolls across the ring, rinse, repeat once more, but then he tagged in Darby <laughs> Allen because he's he's challenging Orange Cassidy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Who is the freshly leveled up champion? Leveled up. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a couple strikes in the code ref from Darby for two. Uh, Cassidy gets a hot tag flurry and he gets a tilt world DET to Sabian. Uh, a powerbomb neckbreaker from Butcher and Blade to Cassie. Sabian covers him for two. Sting tags in unbeknownst to Sabian. Oh, he no. does the lazy kick thing, chal- challenging Orange Cassidy again. 
Um, and then hits a real close on him, and then he hits Blade with a close on. Weak shot to Butcher. So weak. Uh, and Steven gets caught in Scorpion Deathlock while he no sells from Butcher and Blade until they double team him. <laughs> uh, Cassie hits Steven with the Stun Dog Millionaire, or Stud Nog, because I misspelled. Nice. So, the, the, the Stud Nog Millionaire. Stud Nog. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I kind of do for some reason. <laughs> uh, then he hits a Suicide Dive to Blade. Darby hits Sabian with the popover stunner, and then a suicide add to Butcher, and then Sting gets Sabian ready for the Scorpion Death Drop, waits about a minute, then hits it for the win. I do have that in my notes as well. Yeah. Yeah, Um. my only note other than my thoughts are Jack is angered by the finish. And then... That was dumb. <laughs> so I, I had trouble getting into this match. Um, there was a flurry in there actually near the end with Darby Allen that I thought was really good. The rest I thought was nothing special, right? Um. Part of it is Butcher Blade and Sabian. They don't do anything. I don't mind any of them, but they're not a real. They're just kind of thrown into this with no real story, and you know they're not winning. And I'm pretty sure it's just Ting's birthday, but that doesn't really. And I get they're using Sting because he gets a reaction from live crowds, and I'm not saying he doesn't, but I don't have any desire to see him. I know you don't either, and I, like I'm usually the one who's a little bit more optimistic or whatever. But I thought his performance here was not great and did nothing to change my opinion right he he's the anti-darby in terms of darby makes everybody look good while sting makes every other appointment yeah. opponent sorry look kind of weak or stupid and the example is like you pointed out like how long sabian had to stand there and wait for the death drop right he's mm -hmm. in the reverse headlock or whatever and i know sabian's waiting. not some megastar no, i, I but, like him a bit but like yeah. Anyone would look stupid doing this. I'd be mad if it was anyone, let alone Sabian. So, like, I just couldn't get into this. And as, like, an opening trios match, technically, this is not... This what, is them using Sting wrong. This is not anything close to the best they have to author, offer. So, sort of uh, not super impressed with the start of this. No, and, like, I, don't know, I really hate them having Sting still. But, like, to be fair, and you said, like, they use him better sometimes. And this is the opposite of that. I feel like this is using him, like... Not it, it makes everyone look bad pretty much. And he's just no selling people stuff, which doesn't help them. And I know it's not like you're about to push Butcher and Blade or whatever, but do you really have to have them their shots their strikes have no effect on a sixty whatever year old man? And if Sting hits a weak shot there, uh, they have to sell it, right? Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. There were some problems here. It was kind of what I expected, and yet it was still worse than what I expected. And like it might have been because I haven't been subjected to Sting in a while, but like it seemed like the worst parts about him were on full display here. Yeah. Um he didn't do a lot in the way of action, of course, and his strikes were pretty weak sometimes. And he just he knows sold them so much. It's not even that he did it. He did it several times. He did it so many times. And like if I've said it once, I've said it a million times, he should be the last, absolute last person on the roster who should be no selling anything. He's like the oldest guy there. Everything should hurt him. Even if like you don't get all of it, that should be killing Sting. He should be dead. Like if they're powerballing him or something, like he should he shouldn't be the last person no selling because he's like the weakest guy on the roster. Yeah. And not to mention like his Scorpion Deathlock is horrible. And like again, the death drop, it took like half a minute at least like saving looks like a freaking idiot like and he also had to like do that weird thing where like you know like where he takes his stunner but then he's stunned and he's st but he's still on his feet right and he did that twice and then he waited like a minute for a scorpion death drop so he did it was just stupid like i but i would be mad if that was anyone because it just makes them all look dumb so this is not a good opener not what i want and i still don't want sting here agree 
Uh, then we get a quick promo package from the four pillars. Um, there's kind of recapping last week, and then uh, we also see MJ talking about it, saying you have to, they have to earn a shot and they have to earn the spot. Um, and then they all of them got to speak to. Um, it was solid. I didn't really catch much of it, but there were sound issues at the beginning because yes. it was like cut off at the beginning. But uh, the rest of it was good. I like what everyone had to say. I think Darby was pretty good again, and then. Uh, solid building after last week. Yeah, I quite liked it. They quickly built this into an angle that I'm pretty interested in and enjoying, right? So I thought it was a nice mix of last week's footage and then giving them all a chance to speak again this time. I thought all four sounded really good, and it's kind of elevating all of them at the kinda same time. Kind of elevates the title, too. They're all kind of cool. after it, and they all have like right. legitimate gripes to get it. Like um, I think that's good for the title as well. Interesting to me is this is two weeks in a row where Sammy Guevara has sounded really good doing basically what i would suggest are baby face promos right so i'm kind of interested to see which is weird because he was a solid face before but then it kind of petered out and then now he's in jazz and, and then like... the stuff with ty conti mean he had to be a heel and then he went into jazz so i'm hoping maybe he can get liberated from jazz and do something different because yeah he's probably the one i'd want out of there because i thought he's besides sounded... garcia yeah. actually because I, I want he... garcia and blackpool still i thought sammy sounded really good both mm-hmm. weeks so i yeah i like this it, yeah. again push this story forward and i'm already interested in it yeah i really want to see this match um next we have a quick package for omega and vikingo sorry um, my notes say omega omega hype package is that not correct oh, did you, is you he not, did that too he's not wrestling a clone of himself he probably could <laughs> but um yeah. So it's just like Excalibur doing talking heads over like about Omega when he was the belt collector in his t- kind of 2021 and how that had him do to defend the AAA mega title against Vikingo until his injuries took him out and Vikingo won the vacant title. Now the dream match is happening tonight. I like that they chose Excalibur to do it because he's like the expert on everything, yeah. right? And I also like because sometimes they've just thrown people out there, right, without giving us sort of background information. So like Commander. They, yeah, they really did a good job here of quickly. It was very quick, but like, here's Vikingo, here's why he's a big deal, or Vikingo, as Excalibur keeps saying. Um, here's why he's a big deal. Here's right. why this is basically a dream match. So I was already pumped to see it. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Cause it's, it was a really little build, but it's really all the build you need because it's yep. like, this was a great match that was supposed to happen. Yep. It wasn't able to happen. Now it's happening. And they're two top guys in two big promotions. Mm-hmm. So here we go. And I think it also has the method, like, it reminds us of how amazing omega was on his own that's right. it's ever since it's came back it's been the trio stuff which has been amazing but right. like it's been a while since we've seen him on his you're own. right it's a subtle and this was him at his peak it's a reminder because it the, the word is that kenny's moving back into singles action right it's kind of a nice way of reminding us like this guy's an absolute beast as a singles wrestler in the recent past right here's all they of also reminded us he's never lost a singles match on dynamite which is interesting right so yeah i like this package and as well. i was reminded his last match was against alan angels right the one that so i thought funny. went too long no, that was the first time right, they faced off. A... Uh, that was that would have been like twenty twenty. Remember when they were in like the little warehouse looking place oh, in like right, Georgia right. or something? Yep. I think it was like Atlanta or something like that. Uh, which is in Georgia. I know that, but that's, I'm just specifying. Right. Uh, and then I think that one was like kind of like the rematch because that was in the whole like Hangman saga where he was with Philly with Dark Horse. So that was kind of like within the Dark Horse stuff, and then also kind of a callback to the first match mm-hmm. that you thought took too long. So it's yeah, even that. though it was good. No, but yeah, that that was. Angels, angels should be having a competitive yeah, that match. was before he he was anything he was still yeah. out on the angels then well then now he's a huge deal as part of the design just angels mm-hmm. speaking of name changes i just was thinking like cause i saw like raquel rodriguez or something and, uh, like no I, I saw her card in super it was like an old picture of her like 
probably when she was like she because she used to be Rana Gonzalez. Yes, I thought it was funny because then she changed her first name when she came with Dakota Kai, so she was Raquel Gonzalez, and now she's lost both of her original names. That's right. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> nice. Keep moving. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Um, next we get Top Flight versus the Guns for the AW Tag Titles, which just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I guess I guess they deserve a title shot because why not? I I mean I think they're a good ideal they challenger are. for the guns, but this was like pretty short. So it was. It, it was, wasn't what it could have been. It was more angle stuff, really. Yeah. Um. There's a Darius hot tag flurry at one point after a commercial break. I thought that looked good. That mm-hmm. was the it ended with a Spanish fly. I think. Yeah. It was a good little. Yeah, standing Spanish me. fly from Darius to Colton for two. Uh, Dante hit the nose dive to Austin for two. Uh, with Colton breaking the pin. Uh, OGK attacked Darius when the ref wasn't looking. Um, they didn't hit any of their cool moves, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, then the guns hit Dante with the 310 to Yuma for the win, which is like a flapjack flatliner mm-hmm. stolen from Yo and Rush. From... It looks cool. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's all right. Um, and I guess it's kind of similar to a smash contraption. Yeah. Smash it's got a lift yeah. and then a kind of a basic thing. But or a 3D cool. or yeah. a 1D or um, anything of the sort. Yeah. Uh, then after FTR come out, uh, Colton says nobody wants to see them, and Cash says they're not here to fight; they're here to talk business. Colton says they don't like them and they don't want to see them. They're losers. They lost three titles and lost to the guns, and there's nothing they can say to get a shot. So then Cash tries offering that you'll never get a shot again. Classic. If they lose, uh, Austin says no. There's nothing. Uh, Cash offers for them to never team again if they lose. Austin says again, there's nothing they can offer. Uh, then Dax offers for them to lose or to leave AW if they lose. Um, That's the one. And Austin says deal. Then the guns spit in their faces and leave the ring. Yeah, the the match wasn't much. I thought top plate looked good. The guns didn't really do much of anything in this. And the result was what we expected. And then I assume I'm being sarcastic here when I write and we got to see OGK because <laughs> I don't <laughs> care for them, obviously. But I knew this match stipulation was coming. I don't know why. I don't know where I heard it from, but I knew this was basically the way they're going because it plays into the whole Dax, like, free agent, might teasing, leaving, going back to WWE, which he's not. I'm fairly confident mm-hmm. I think that this means like, yeah. FTR wins the titles and we can get this division back on track to where it should be, right? So mm-hmm. I thought the interaction after was good. It was, like, sports entertainment stuff, right? Um, but well done. I don't mean that as an insult all the time. Sometimes I do. But yeah, I thought this was effective. The match was just there to get to the angle afterwards. So it was all fine. Mm-hmm. It didn't take up too much time, at least. Yeah, it was okay. Um, It was really short for a time match. I didn't really gather much from it. I mean, I know the guns aren't amazing, but I was kind of expecting more. I don't know. Just the finish is very like cheesy. Just because it's top flight, you know? I figured, yeah. I figured we would get more. Yeah. Um, just with the commercial breaks, too, it really didn't feel like much to sink your teeth into. Um, and I knew the guns would win. Uh, the OGK attacking top flights probably stems from one of the Power Royal matches, but I don't remember, so it still feels random. Uh, post-match was long, gets us going where we need to be. Stipulation works fine for me. It just makes it more obvious what the result is. I think so. But it doesn't really matter to nope. me because I figured it would be that anyways. Yes, I thought so, too. Uh, next we get Hooray, another Jade Cargill promo. Which is completely different and new, right? Yes. It's right? A, it's, it's definitely it's not the same thing. It is not. And okay, I good. I hate <laughs> that sentiment. I don't know why you would ever say that. Right. I would never say such a Her thing. Her promos and segments are so varied, and she just has this the broad range. range. She the has range. Is, um, unbelievable. Okay, it's insane. She should be in movies. She should. Well, she probably could be in superhero movies, just based off look the way she <laughs> yeah. looks. Um, 
She says Taya came in and interrupted her moment to interrupt an open challenge that was closed, and she used Jade's finisher. It seems to me a lot of open challenges are closed in AEW. I don't think they seem to understand what an open <laughs> challenge is. Allow me to uh, demonstrate. I think they had like a, 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 a TV title open challenge on ROH when Joe was defending against Deppin. Yeah. Not an open challenge. Deppin was already confirmed. Uh, Hobbs defended an open challenge against Phoenix, even though Phoenix, I guess like they already, I mean, he put on an open challenge and Phoenix accepted it. So I guess to be fair, that's an open challenge. Mm-hmm. But like, okay, so the Phoenix one maybe is a little understandable, but, and then the Jay Cargo one is, but then he's defending against uh, Penta tonight right. in an open challenge match, which like, they, no. Well, I guess the, they're saying the open challenge was accepted early, though. It doesn't I guess, have to be accepted. They still the call it an open challenge match. They right do. Now. They don't seem to get it sometimes. They do. Um, Sterling holds up a cease and desist for Ty to stop using Jaded because it's Jade's move. Even though Ty has been using it for... Even though Beth Phoenix is using Considerably it longer. Yeah. Because it's the, what, the road to Valhalla. Or is that what it... I think so, yeah. That uh, Taya calls it. So I think that was kind of funny. What did she call it as Frankie Monet? I feel like... I don't remember. Oh, that's Did such she a ever bad win as Frankie Monet? She yeah, not squash matches, it. remember? Yeah, I guess. And they were just like weren't very good or something. Yeah, she did not look good for, during that era. I don't know if she just wasn't into it Which or is what. Which weird because NXT was really good then. So It was. That, um, that's just kind of like a blip on the... Was she affiliated? She was affiliated with like Robert Stone or something, right? Because she had like yep. something going. She was. It was. Okay. Like, or like... It was some weird affiliation because she wasn't managed by Robert Stone. Because I know like Aaliyah no. and like Martinez, but like, she they was were in their but... circle somehow. Yeah, I, f- I forget what it was. I don't remember it being Me great. Either. I'm just like remembering what happened. I really want to like. I know we already reviewed a long time ago, but I would love to like go back to that era. Like I like I'd say like pandemic NXT onward to like to before 2.0. I mm-hmm. think that would be interesting to look back on again because there's some really good stuff in there. There was. It feels a lot longer than it was. Just like yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I it was would, not a big era. No. I want to like go. I want to watch NXT again. I, honestly, I kind of want to review it again too because like, I don't know. I, Let's caught, do it. We caught old NXT on. Um, it's Cole and Ono. New NXT is nowhere near as bad as 2.0. There's some good stuff every week generally. This yeah, week I quite still, liked actually. Still, I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> I think like just second screen it. Come think, watching while I'm about watching it is, on your phone. Two hour NXT was perfect when it was black and gold, but mm-hmm. it was two hours because I think one hour was like it was good. Don't get me wrong, but I like the two hour. I think that's the sweet. You spot. You should just come back to it, second screen it if you want, and don't take any notes. And at yeah. least then you've seen it. I want to watch good NXT. I know, but yeah. anyways, carry on. Uh, Layla Gray says she'll personally deliver to Taya on Rampage, so Ooh. I, I got to watch tonight. Um. And Renee asks if that's a challenge, and she says yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. The cease and desist thing makes sense. And again, it's kind of funny because of the move being quote unquote stolen, but it doesn't, again, I, like, doesn't feel any different than anything else. She's just spinning her wheels. Well, and you know how many people could do that? Like, Edge or Goldberg could, could go after Roman and Braun Breaker for using a spear. Mm-hmm. Kali could go after Omos for There's using a people. Bray could go after Jay White for using the, switch, the Blade Runner. Like, yep. Doesn't make sense, but I'm definitely watching Rampage because Layla Gray. And at some point, I need a signature promo or match from Jade. I need something, evidence that she is getting better. Right? I'm not saying she's bad, but she's the same all the time. So I need something to change because this is just—they're starting to lose me when she's on TV, right? And she, she has a lot of potential, but it's just right. It's been so much of the same the same whole thing. time. Yep. Like I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I can't. I can't really do much with this anymore. Like it was fine, but like I, like you said, um, it felt like any other Jade promo more or less. And like, 
it really doesn't do much for me. Cease and desist is funny because that's that's Sterling's thing. It but like build I said, her... you know how many things that could apply. To? Like yeah, so many wrestlers could pull that if they wanted to. Like I don't know. But that's heel logic, right? So it does. It doesn't build her. It doesn't build anybody else. Like she's just holding a belt, and that's it basically for me. I don't know. Um, I'm just adding something. Uh, then we have Hook versus Stokely Hathaway in a no DQ match. Correct. Which is interesting. I guess. Um, Hathaway cuts a promo, claiming the doctor says he wasn't clear, and now he's retiring. Uh, he gave Justin Roberts a receipt that he just wrote, he's sick, in all caps, on. And then the ref starts the match, because it's obviously not real. Yeah, I don't love Stokely as a comedy character. That's not how I would use him. And the doctor's note, like, because they're like, this is written on a receipt, like, He's an idiot, I guess. Or he thinks. Or he thought it was he funny. Thinks, he thinks the ref is an idiot. Or it was a joke, and he knew he was gonna go through with the match. Like I don't know. I'm trying to make him not an idiot out of this, but right, because Hathaway's supposed to not be an idiot. And right? he's he's great when he's like the smart, sort of strong, tough talking manager. I don't know why they feel the need to put him as a comedy character, but I didn't love that. But this whole thing is basically him being comedy. So sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Master Arts and Hathaway hightails into the crowd until Hook catches up with him, tosses him back over the barricade to ringside. Hathaway tries to hook, kick Hook and he gets suplex on the outside, like the shoulder capture, leg capture, whatever. That looks good. Good for thing. him for taking that. Um, he, oh, they, yeah, there we go. Uh, Hook took out a barrier from under the ring, which, I don't know, that feels weird. Usually they get them from the side, but anyways, there's a, like one of the steel barricades under the ring. And he sets up in the corner of the ring. Hathaway sprays him with a fire extinguisher after he rolled out of the ring. Uh, Hathaway tries to hit Hook with a chair, but he blocks it. It looked really like... The chair looked weird. It looked like it had a, like a flat paint finish or something. Yeah. Like the black looked flat. I don't know. Um, Hook beats him with the chair, then T-Bone suplexes him onto the barrier, uh, pins him, but lifts him up for at two. Um, he's not done, and then he submits him with red rum. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was entertaining enough for a quick like extended squash, basically, right? Like, Hook does cool stuff. He suplexes and throws people, so it was fine. But um, what was the aftermath? Because I, I have a, I think I have a note on that. I didn't. I don't remember anything. For some reason, I wrote, "I don't love that Ethan Page seems to be next to lose to Hook." Oh yeah, they're just kind of setting that up. Right. So that's the only problem is because we love Ethan Page in this house. Guy, he kind of fell from grace because he was getting a solid little just push, tiny after. little bit for yeah. like a, a month, maybe at most. But it was, yeah, it was, I I missed that. That was a solid like that was a an understandable push. Like that was an appropriate push for yep. him. So for what this was, I thought I thought it was it was I was entertained. Right. It was yeah. Fine. Um, it was solid for what it was. Um. It was what I would have expected. It was never going to be a serious match, so it was fine for that. Um, Hathaway, to his credit, took some solid bumps in there, and Hook got a win, so I guess it was solid. Yeah, they just have to keep finding ways right now for Hook to get quick wins, right? It seems, and that's... Yeah, he's not... He's he's doing a little bit more, little different things than Jade, but he's also been pretty he's progressing at standard similar, stuff. He's, pro- he's progressing at a similar speed yeah. after the uh, phenomenal start that right. people... Raved about. I was all on board for yeah. Hook too at the yeah. beginning, and now it's just like it's I don't know, people, okay. People should hop from. I don't know. I definitely care less because I I I kind of got it. I didn't get it at first, but then you can kind of understand, and then now it's just like eh. he's another one that's kind of spinning his wheels at this little point. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So next we hear from my boy Adam Cole. Uh. He said in seven days he makes his in ring return to AEW. Um. And he spoke about how he feels freaking great. 
Yeah, Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, he's never been more ready, and he's prepared to get back in the ring to wrestle. Uh, he knows people are wondering about who his opponent will be uh, next week, and here comes Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Woo. Again, like to love to see him not as part of Jazz, so I was all but for this. this felt like Jazz Garcia. Yeah. Just the way he talks. Yeah. Um, Garcia says it's time for uh, story time with him. Uh, he said he's a veteran and he's a respected locker room leader now. Uh, and he said it was, it's his duty to welcome back Cole and put him in his place. And he trashed him for being at home for nine months playing video games. Um, Garcia bragged about uh, beating about Brody King, Br- Ricky Starks, and Ryan- Brian Danielson. I don't think he beat all of them, but he's faced them. He did beat Brody King, though. Mm-hmm. It was some uh, bull knockout finish, like with the bat, and then it was like the. Yeah. That's what I heard, which is kind of stupid, but. And they say he's may invented more AW programming than anybody else in the roster, which doesn't sound right, but I'd hope I it's know. not I didn't right. Didn't fact check him. I kind of hope it's not right. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's, he actually said he's the best pro wrestler on the planet. Then he went he went back and said sports entertainer. I wonder what Col- made Cole special. And then NXT callback, he said he's special when they ring the damn bell. Mm-hmm. I remember from the, the promo against Cross. Right. Where he just eviscerated him. He did. That was awesome. Uh, Cole said that someday Garcia will lead the charge in EW. Uh, he trashed Jazz. And he said he's a multi-time world champion. While saying he's fought and beaten some of the best. He said he has his second chance to wrestle again. And it's not just his return match, but a statement to the locker room that one of the best pro wrestlers is back. Um, and he says it will be a great night for him and not, and the fans and not for Garcia. And in the moment we missed his final line because I don't know if it was a, everywhere, but remember the screen went just green or I think it was green and we lost all audio I don't right remember. at the very end of it. But anyways. Oh wait. Yeah. Something got cut off, right? Yeah. yeah. His, okay. Like his no, last, I remember now. His okay, last yeah, yeah. line I think we missed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought Garcia sounded really good here actually. And I thought his heel logic was kind of solid, right? Like. You've been gone, and I did this, this, and this, and main evented. Um, and I did like where he stopped short of calling himself a pro wrestler and quickly corrected it to a sports entertainer. Cole sounded good. He's always going to. But again, I, I've said it a bunch now. The concussion is too big of a piece of his identity right now. I need him to get past that yeah. and get back to wrestling, I guess, will probably help. Not that it wasn't a, a major thing and traumatic for him, but like it's become too much of what he is at this point. So I need him to get away from it. Um, I just need him to turn heel because then he'll be fine again. But these two should have a really good match. So yeah. there is that. That's the thing. Like I, I don't want it just to be the concussion thing. Like if he, he could be a solid babyface, but they need to find that or they need to turn him heel because that's obviously that's better. But yeah, he can do it all. But he is a stronger heel for sure. Yeah, um, solid promo though. Uh, similar to before, but it's been a little bit, so I guess it's fine. Uh, good to see him again. Didn't love Garcia here. It's back to kind of the promo I don't love for him just because, I don't know, just some of his mannerisms, like, it's just bothersome. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Cole in action next week, but I can't help but feel this is an underwhelming choice. I know you don't have to have, like, some big, huge opponent for this, but, like, uh, Garcia just doesn't, it doesn't feel it for me. I just think it's, like, a quality, quote-unquote, win for Cole to get started, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't move the needle much for me. Yeah. Um, for, for whatever reason. Uh, next we got an interview with Omega and Callus. As Marvez just barges into their change room, basically, right? I think, yeah. Um, Omega's worried about the Bucks, and Callus keeps telling him not to worry about it. Uh, he says the best thing for them now because Omega's focused. 
Uh, Cal turns to the camera and says, Omega versus Vikingo will blow the roof off, and the God of Pro Wrestling is back. Yeah, and you could see a little bit of tension here, right? Because Omega doesn't appreciate Callus being like, "Don't, it's great that your buddy's got hurt and sent away in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the he's, best. I, I, he's trying to, like, get, like, the 2021 Omega back. Yeah, so I, you can see that they're teasing some tension, and I think that comes back uh, in the main event as well. But I'm wondering if it's tied to, because remember, Callus was recruiting Takeshita heavily for a while, so I don't know where they're going. No, that, that was another rumor for a while. I know he has a bit, but I, I think it was on Rampage. Takeshita needs a mouthpiece, so I'm, I'm wondering where this will go. But, yeah, this was fine i guess i don't know there wasn't much there yeah um i don't know i thought it was okay it was pretty quick but i don't i kind of like a cow is trying to manipulate him again um like uh, and we'll see more of that kind of later which was yes callus um, is a giant weasel i like it i like that they're still doing that even though Lily, the elite are kind of face like because callus isn't going to just be like because i feel like when they came back after like um omega's injury and then also like the full gear thing mm-hmm. uh when they came back after their absence like, i feel like it was just like everyone tagged on like they had cutler knack and callus just because like that's what they had before yep. i feel like the time is coming for them to split with callus yeah because i feel like it can keep cutler it could be cutler and knack are kind of comedy so like they'll work in the face role too you know yeah. um and so i think it's definitely to start the elite separating uh from callus which i think it makes perfect sense mm-hmm which is, I don't, does Takeshita have to be healed then? I, I don't know. You could do a thing where he's babyface and the manager is healed. But I, I feel don't like know. that's always doomed to fail then. Could be. It might not even happen. I don't know. They, it may be a breadcrumb that they never go back to, right? Mm, Possibly. I don't know. Uh, next we get John Moxley versus Stu Grayson. Mm-hmm. Our um, boy. FNS favorite, Stu Grayson. Mr. Um, we get a hurricane runner from Grayson. Uh, later, Moxley shoulder tackled him off the apron, knocked him right into the barricade, which was, which was kind of cool. Uh, Yurinagi from Grayson, followed by a springboard corkscrew sent on, I think, kind of like a whisper in the wind kind of deal Looks for two. Great. Uh, Moxley locked in a sleeper, and Grayson stayed on his feet. He broke the hole by cannonballing Moxley into the corner. Uh, so that's kind of cool. He avoided a paradigm shift, a Pele kick. Uh, then the finish came with like an avalanche paradigm shift, which was more like a butterfly suplex. Just it was. It was not on and his head. It was like that one time he faced. Um, it was Suzuki. I think he did it, and it was like basically an underhook suplex, except that was an avalanche, so that was weirder. But Moxley picks up the win here, and uh, I think they were going to attack him, but they got chased off or something, right? Or um, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think so. No, they usually later. I make note of like another standard. I I don't think so. I, th- I think I was thinking later because I didn't make note of it either. But I was just like, did I miss something? So I, this for me was the first time I think that because commentary talked about Grayson's like legitimate fighting, um, credentials, right? Like he was a kick kickboxer or something, something or saying, yeah. and a black belt and whatever. So that was cool. But I thought this was a pretty good TV match, and Grayson got a lot and looked really good, which is nice because he is kind of the returning guy. And Moxley can afford to give people lots if he wants to. The crowd got into this and got behind Stu Grayson. So I agree the su- the finish looked more like a superplex and a death rider. But I enjoyed the match overall. And can't believe this. I don't know if this is an insult to Stu Grayson. Mox didn't even bleed. <gasps> Crazy. But yeah, good TV match, I thought. Wow. He didn't bleed last week either, I think. Crazy. And both he's bled those... all the bloody. He has none left in his body, possibly. He, no, he's just like it's like uh, when Punk claimed he Mox wouldn't lose him. Mox won't bleed for Stu Grayson. That's terrible. Um, solid TV match. Uh, it was decently competitive, but nothing amazing. I was kind of expecting a little more here. Like I knew Grayson would look, or like he would uh, lose, but I was hoping he'd get a little more. But he looked solid still. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping he'd maybe wow us again. But like it was still 
uh, good nonetheless having him back. I just think we need to get him and Uno cooking in the tag ranks. I agree. I think Love that. That would be really fun. Uh, next, we get a quick Starks interview. Um, he's saying uh, he came back from his vaca- vacation to say he didn't like Juice attacking him two weeks ago. Hot take. Um, and he issued an open challenge to Juice to Rampage and say he doesn't give a damn anymore. That's not an open challenge. No. It's an open challenge to one person. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm enjoying more serious Starks the last couple weeks because his usual shtick sometimes wears thin on me, so I like that he's a little more focused and serious. The angle kind of came out of nowhere and hasn't been explained super well, like other than um, what's-his-face saying, I did it because I can, basically, right? Yeah. So, you just call him what's-his-face? Yeah, because I you forgot. Dare. I forgot his name. Juice Robinson. Right, Juice Robinson. I was actually going to go with his NXT name. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> Which is, I can't even remember that. CJ Parker. CJ Parker, that's right. So, yeah, I, I'm fine with Starks being a little more uh, subdued and serious for a change. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought it was pretty short, but um, <laughs> the, 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 what I wrote was, this was fine, but it convinces me they don't get win open challenges. They don't. <laughs> a lot. For the most part. Um, next we get QTV. Ugh. Why? How? This is a... <laughs> This is a Rampage segment. This is a dark segment. No, I don't want it at all. This isn't... Anyway, I don't sorry. want an existing. Describe it, first of all. I'll I don't know that. how to describe it. I don't want an existing. It's just... It's so random, too. Like, just last week thing. And again, it's it's their, it's it's a parody, I guess they would suggest, of TMZ's Why is Hobbs show. here? He wasn't actually there, though. But it doesn't make sense. That was sense one of when... my highlights. <laughs> well, I don't get how Hobbs is, like, affiliated with this at all. I don't either. Um. So, QT Marshall... Harley Cameron, I don't know who that is. Aaron Solo and RJ City's there, and the other guy uh, was Tony Schiavone's son that works for AW. I didn't see RJ City. Uh, I thought he uh, was in credit the... to TJR for this. I don't know these people, so this sure. is TJR's stuff. Because I didn't, I sure as hell not taking notes on um, QTV. Uh, Hobbs was not there. They made some bad jokes about Phoenix, uh, Wardlow, and then another open challenge for Hobbs TNT title. Then they announced later Penta. So that's cool. Um, I do not like this. No, AW, it's awful. please stop this. No good. Also, if you happen to be listening, please get rid of Sting. Don't bring back Punk and do not sign Goldberg. Thank you. These, the, that's two of these segments, though. They're not funny. They're not entertaining. I find them obnoxious. And so... It's so ill-fitting, too. Weird to believe that they're admitting to committing crimes in a segment. It's like the MJF thing you said, but I think this is worse because they literally provided video proof of them doing and the thing. And they know this is being broadcast, and it's proof of them. And they're just laughing it off. Right. So the I think only, this is worse than the MJF thing. The silver lining here is that Hobbs wasn't actually here, and I hope that he can distance himself from this. Because like, I, I don't know who thinks they need to use QT Marshall. Like, no offense to him, but, like, who do you know? Or who are you tight with? It was Cody, right? But he's gone, so I don't... And he turned on Cody. I don't know what they think this is going to do, but I dread these segments each week at this point. Yeah, me too. I feel like and like the, it's also worse than the MJF thing, because MJF could say, say he is saying that to be a dick, and like, he has plausible deniability because there's no mm-hmm. proof he did that. He, should, he could just be saying that to be the devil. But they, they are not only admitting to doing all these things to Wardlow, but they also provide video proof of them breaking into his right. car. And, like, so, and it's, it's so dumb. And, like, I don't get the point of these. Like I don't either. I don't. I and don't, I don't feel like don't they're going to turn into something I care about. This is just no, what they are. No, it's something I don't want to see. Correct. 
Um, next we get, speaking of something I don't want to see. I get to say it, though. Go ahead. Sky Blue versus Tony Storm. This. 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 Sky Blue is your match. This is your women's match this week. Who gets more TV time in matches than Sky Blue? No, she just faced Soho, too. Like... So, anyways, this is your only Sky women's Blue. match. This what was week? it last week? I swear to God, last week was Sky Blue too. Like I don't. It was because the match with Soho was recent. So I swear she like she faced it recently. Like I'm trying. I'm gonna. I'm trying to find it really quick because I'm curious. Like because uh, I feel like she was. I don't think she was last week, but at the same time, I do. Okay, so one thirty nine, right? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So I'm, I'm scrolling real quick. I know she was recent. It was the one after um Revolution, right? Because it would have been fresh off the heel turn, I think. So as I'm just kind of talking as this is loading because it's taken, it's it's loading really slow. It's really inconvenient. Right but I don't now. know how you build a division giving one match a week and making one of the competitors Sky Blue largely inconsequential. No offense, but and she's not very good. Yeah, she's okay. Uh, I don't know. She like she lacks something. I don't know. She doesn't like have the much experience. But two either, women but, a week. Get oh, on you know, your Jade Cargill's last week. So then it was Sky Blue the week before. Okay, right. But that was still like that was some random job or two. Anyways, okay, so we got it. So Sky Blue in like what three weeks or something? She's had two matches. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's also, busy. I guess if you want to go, there two matches to the Outcast, which is uh, you said their name. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's I don't, not great. Ugh, I don't. Ugh, gross. Um, there's a hip attack, knocking Blue off the apron from Storm. Turning a DT later for two. A finish already because I don't care. Uh, hip attack, German suplex, storm zero from storm for the win. Uh, they went to spray paint blue with green again. <laughs> still funny. Give it up. That's still funny. Uh, and Riho and Will Nightingale chase them off with a pipe. Yep. Um. Therefore, scary. For what it was, I think a fine match, I guess. And the finishing sequence from Storm, I thought was actually pretty cool. But like at the end of the day, this is a featured star against enhancement talent, and. That's fine if you get a variety of matches, right? But this is the only one on the division in this show, and it doesn't feel like enough every week. No. The women's matches like on TV between two top talents seem really rare in this division, right? Like we get all kinds of men's matchups we're looking forward to because it's too like top of the card Vikingo. or go. Like, yeah, and then the women, it's just like Here's somebody, you know, that we feature versus someone we don't, and it's going to be really quick, and there's going to be a commercial break, and it's not going to matter going forward. So, I don't know, and I just feel like we see Sky Blue a lot, and I don't think we need to at this point. No, definitely not as much as we do, because she's not very good. She's like their, um... She's their Cora Jade. Yeah, I don't know. Is she better or worse? I don't know. Jade's improved. She's apparently she's injured with some unidentified or unreleased injury. Was, did she get parking lotted or no? Uh, I don't think she did. Wendy Chu did, and it was Nikki Lyons was the first one, and and Wendy Chu got yeah okay. parking lotted. Okay. I don't think Jade did. No, yeah, and I know Nikita was the first one. Yep. Um, this was lame. Typical match. I don't enjoy the outcast of being honest, which I know was surprising. Right. They're not good. They're not. Uh, then Blackpool attacks Stu Grayson and getting, he was getting checked on. So, And it's just that Blackpool are like the despicable heels now, heel faction, and I'm okay with it. I like it. They're just like, they're kind of like, they're just bullies because they love the violence. So I like that because their, their whole violence gimmick and like whatever, you know, whatever their shtick is, it lends itself pretty well to either face heel or in between. Mm-hmm. So I think that. That kind of that might give the faction staying power, and it kind of know? feels a bit like LFI, where they just constantly just do whatever they want to do. And Moxley they himself focus on is like cheating that, so. more than than 
uh, Blackpool does, but yeah. same idea. Like we're just gonna do stuff because we can, and you can't stop us. I think the whole thing definitely really fits Moxley, and if like Claudio and Yuta and Blackpool, I think they're if it, it works for them too. But like I like it because they they can just do whatever, and I think it, it would work well for me. Like I I'll I'll like him either. It'll way, be so a tougher really fit for Danielson if that's the way they want to go. I think, but, but he can be a good heel too. He's he can. proven so. Yep. Even when he had that weird brief spell after the Hangman mm-hmm. feud where he was healed, that was awesome. Actually, he yep. just kept beating Dark Order. Yeah, and kicking their heads in and stuff like he was healed before Black Bull formed. So right, to be fair, he could do it too. I mean, it just—I don't think it works currently. Mm-hmm. In general, of course he could, but currently it's given his recent path. Um, then we come to our main event, which is El Hijo de Vikingo, uh, versus Kenneth Omega. Indeed, for the not Triple A title because no title. Match. And for a lot of people, this would be their first time seeing Vikingo, I think, and I imagine he impressed people. Yeah, with this, uh, he had a suicide dive before Megacon the ring. Uh, somersault plancha over the top, uh, onto the floor. Uh, he had a springboard dropkick. Omega came back with punches, and then the match started. Omega came in the corner. Uh, Vikingo hit two kicks and leaping hurricane run off the top while Omega kind of had to wait for a second. Yeah, there's it a was bit the of that. implosion hurricane run, right? That was great. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous looking. He hit double knees to knock Omega out of the ring. Shooting star off the apron. Crazy. Uh, Springboard 450 splash off the middle row for two, I think. Like, uh, it looked weird, but. Yeah, a little bit. It, it was cool, though. He he rotates really tight, so he does. it's interesting. Uh, he knocked Vikingo down uh, with punches, followed by a backbreaker for two. Uh, cradle suplex for two. Um, he sent Vikingo into the barricade. Did Omega? He pulled the table out of the ring. Uh, after a commercial break, he was working Vikingo with punches. Then uh, Vikingo got Hurricane Rana. Uh, they battled on the apron with chops. Omega kicked Vikingo to the turnbuckle. Omega did a monkey flip on the apron. Uh, he teased to move out the apron onto the table, but Vikingo got out of that and kicked Omega in the head. Uh, then he did the Dragon Rana off the apron. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the ring, he had a running form and kicked ahead while Omega was on the turnbuckle. Omega went for the av- an avalanche powerbomb, but he countered with a Hurricane Rana, and Omega landed pretty high. Like he that did. looked insane. Yeah. Um. Then he did a springboard Phoenix splash outside in. Crazy. Which was nuts. Um. Vikingo came off the top of Omega caught him with the powerbomb, and then hit a V trigger. Omega hit a Snapdragon. Um. Then, uh, yeah, so Snapdragon fought with another V-Trigger. Uh, Viking hit an elbow to get out of, the, out of the move and then, uh, jumped off the ropes. With, like, uh, uh, he did, like, a dive into a Poison Rana. Yeah. Um, and then cool it looked kind of well. weird because Omega kind of crawled to the table, but that was okay because then, um, he had a springboard, uh, 630 senton to the table on the outside. And inside nearly, out, too, right? Yeah, nearly hitting the, a- he kind of hit his head on the apron. Crazy. It's not, like, hard. Um, the rotation was insane. Um, he rolled him back in, got a two count. Uh, they exchanged forearms, a knee from Omega, Sunset Flip Powerbomb from Vikingo for two. Um, he went for a top rope, 630, Omega moved, hit a V-trigger, uh, one-winged angel for the win. Yeah, this match was a, a bit of a spectacle, right? Like, this, Vikingo isn't going to be for everybody, um, but, and sometimes I'm critical because Vikingo does count on his opponent sort of staying in place for a few of his moves which normally would bother me but when the result of that is such an incredible looking move it really doesn't bother me that much like there was one on the apron where omega kind of had to stand there and then yeah he kind of crawls to position himself on the table and wait but when the payoff is something that i don't see or have never seen 
then I'm fine with it, right? Vikingo is nuts. This was a great debut for him. This match was just super fun to watch. Um, Kenny took gave him a ton of offense, right? But still hit some of his signature stuff that looked always looked great. So thoroughly enjoyable main event and a really great introduction to um, for a lot of people to Vikingo, who is a small little guy. But I was really impressed with the sharpness of his kicks and stuff looked really good. Um, and obviously, like, the aerial stuff is is next level. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a special talent, and I thought this was a great introduction to yeah to a lot of AEW fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a great main event, super entertaining. Uh, my first time really seeing Vikingo, and he was out to impress. A lot of credit to Omega for being the great hand he is, because he, he was a lot of catching Vikingo and being in the right place at the right time, which, like, might be a little annoying, but when it when it's doing stuff like that, um, it's exactly. insane. The six series through the table is going to be a great highlight clip forever. Like yeah. that was nuts. Some yeah. of the stuff he does, like I don't know how you anyone does that. And he's only twenty five, right? So he's got a ton of time. He's, well, he's I such mean, a baby face. It'll be interesting to see how long you can wrestle that style. Yeah, but, but he's he's you can tell he's such like a baby face oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, with no AAA title on the line, though, I figured Omega would win. Yeah. Um, and he's undefeated on Dynamite. Um, but at least this was a Vikingo showcase. It was really nice and it was really cool. I think lived up to the billing. Yeah. Um. Overall, this episode, I, it wasn't a super strong episode, largely because like I didn't really care for the opener. Um, I didn't really care much about the women's match, but we did get an awesome main event. I did like Mox, Stu Grayson match. Um, Segment-wise, there wasn't a lot that I thought was great either, right? Like, I don't know. The pillar stuff was good. That little hype package for Omega and um, Vikingo was cool. QTV was awful, obviously. And then everything else was just kind of in the middle. Um, but based on the strength of the main event, and I did like the Mox Grace, and I think I can give it a solid B this week. Like, there were things I really liked. There was nothing I absolutely hated other than maybe the QTV segment, but everything else was just kind of in the middle for me. So I think it was a solid B. Like, I still enjoyed the show overall, but it wasn't an amazing episode this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So... It was kind of a mixed bag because the opener was not great, but nope. we start the little bit at the beginning of the show was kind of cool at the box. Uh, oh wait, I forgot to mention after the match, Blackpool attacked. Um, right. Omega and then Hangman came in the with ambulance a, with and a big old off, board yeah. with a nail. And then Callus made it look like he did like an Eddie Guerrero thing, right? To get to pit Omega against Hangman, so that's kind of ruining. So I I like that. That was a cool end to the it, show actually. It took Hangman a lot longer than they thought to get there because it it ended up with Blackpool Combat Club turning and facing the ramp when they could have kept beating on him for a little longer, yeah. right? And then also the only issue with the whole Callus thing is all Omega has to do is watch the footage, right? Right, but realize. maybe he trusts but, Don, and it's yeah. also been a while since he and Hangman have been on the same page, right. so but yeah. you can make the argument there. But yeah, but there that is, was a cool way to end the show. It seems like there is this separation of Callus and Omega, like they're... It's brewing. Yeah, it feels that way. Which is good. Yep. Um. So yeah, the, the beginning of the show was fine. The, the opener was not good, though. Uh, tag time match was fine. Um, women's match, no good. Uh, the... No DQ match was fine. Like it was, I never expected it to be like amazing, so that's fine. Um, and then the main event was great. That was definitely the highlight. In it ring. was for sure. Um, highlights on promos. Like there were a couple solid packages, like the four, four pillars one and the Vikingo one for uh, him and Omega. And like Cole was solid. Then like other promos, like um, Jade was not great. Um, QTV no good. And I don't know, like nothing was nothing else was really amazing. Like I think it was like a solid show overall, but mm-hmm. nothing great. So I'd I'd go B, yeah. Yep. 
All right, well, that will move us into our weekly trivia segment that we like to call Off the Top of His Head. All right, so this week we're going to, because I think it's coming up, right? It's Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you some, to see what you remember about Stand and Deliver's of the past. So There's been two. I was just going to say. I didn't watch one of them. It's not fair. First question. You didn't watch one of them? I didn't watch the 2.0 one. Oh, let's see. It's not fair. 2.0 one. Uh, last year. Oh. So let's see how much you know of the, at least the original, okay? Because uh, you watched that. So what was interesting about Stand and Deliver? Was there anything special about it, the first one? Two nights. Correct. That's what I was looking for. So in the opening... It was like in the week, too. It was really weird. One was of them it? was like the usual NXT slot, oh, I think. Oh, right. And then I think one of them was the day after. So in the opening of night one, it was a women's match. Do you remember who was in it? No. One woman who's in AEW, one who's still in NXT. Ember Moon and someone? Nope. Tony Storm and Zoe Stark. I don't okay, expect I you to get that. No, I, no, not at all. Singles match. Next, a men's singles match between... I don't know, uh, a, a guy we're going to see at Impact when we go, and someone we both love. Kushida. Kushida and someone that was in your news. Pete Dunne. Correct. Really? That's Very what good. Pete Dunne did. Like... Yep. Uh, do you remember who was in the six-man gauntlet match? LA Knight. Winner receiving a North American championship oh. match on night two. Bronson Reed. He won, he correct. He won, yeah. LA Knight. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot one of the people for sure. I, I'll know when I hear it. Okay, so you have too. Reed and Knight. Okay. Uh, Grimes. Correct. Okay. Um, One in AEW now, who we really like. Swerf. Correct. I figured he was in it, but I wasn't sure. Um, Leon One Ruff. Of, Leon Ruff. I was going to have tr- one, like, a, trouble describing him. Yep. And then one, one on main roster now. A silent boy. Oh, really, Loomis? Yep. Um, then we had a singles match for the NXT UK Championship. Oh, yeah, that was Walter and Champa. Correct. I forgot all about that, to be honest. I, that was the one he won with the chop. Oh, nice, yeah. Then there was, which we loved, because it makes sense. With yeah, the no, I know, I, and it was unique, so that was cool. Triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT tag team oh, championship. Oh, yes, yeah, so that, that would have been MSK, Correct. GYV. Correct. And Legato? Correct. Very good. And then the main event of that night was a singles match for the NXT Women's That's Championship. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, it was Raquel and Io. Correct. And Raquel won that yeah. one, right? Um, so night two... I being kind of sad about that. Night two, I would never get this. We had a tag team match where the winner received a future NXT tag team championship match. Good okay. luck. Good luck. All right. Lorcan Birch? No, I want to say it's a team returning from main roster. Okay. Against... Rizango? Correct. They, I, no, they, they, they would have been there for a bit. I think Ag- it was around that time when they were there. Against like an odd couple... Oh, D- Dane and Maverick? Correct. I, remember that. I forgot they were together too. Ladder match for the undisputed NXT oh, Cruiserweight nice. Championship. Devlin and Escobar. Correct. Oh, sweet. Devlin should have won that. Um, tag team match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Would have been Moon and Shotzi. Correct. Against, like, was it the way? It was the way. Okay. Uh, so. They didn't win that one. but Singles match for the North American Championship. Oh, it would have been Reed and Gargano. Correct. Oh, okay. That one answers itself. Singles match for the NXT Championship. Not the main event. Cross and Balor. Correct. And then unsanctioned match was the main event. Cole and O'Reilly. Nice. Excellent. All right. I so don't like Karrion Let's Cross. see what you... I forgot you didn't watch this one. I, but, for one, don't like Karrion Cross. So this way, you'll not do well on this, which is always my goal on these trivia. right? So uh, you'll probably still do okay. So 
um, last year's then tag team match opener for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Toxic attraction. <laughs> Correct. They actually lost. Oh, right. Kyan Gonzalez. That was, wow. No, I saw that. That was yeah. the pre-show. Okay. So I remember seeing that. Oh, it was pre-show. There is a P beside it. It says one P. Okay, ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. That was Grimes because he won. Correct. Mello. Yeah. You're doing well. Uh, no, this would have been... I know oh, I, I know. Wesley's not in it. Nope. Um, Two guys on main roster now. And the final guy, I didn't think he was around that long. Like, because he's still in NXT, but he was there then. Um, so two main roster dudes. You got called up. One big guy, bigger guy, one guy we really like. Part of, <laughs> no, Santos. Oh, okay, Escobar and then... Sokoa. Really? Sokoa and then one there. guy that's on NXT still and is being featured a lot lately, actually, a heel. Wagner? Nope. I thought he was in it. Obnoxious heel. That I Waller? Like. Yeah, Waller. Really? I'm like, that seems too early for Waller no, to be he, prominent. He, he's been around. He's yeah, been I around guess like so. the whole 2.0. Like, he was around at the <laughs> first War Games before this. Uh, the next one is just a singles match, but to give you a hint... The one guy is seconded by a guy who was barely there, but I thought was yeah, it's some Angelo of... and Champa. Oh, you right? know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Champa's last with match. Galante with some of the worst promos I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um. So then we had a triple threat tag team match for the MSK NXT... yep. Imperium. Yep. Was it Creeds? It was Creeds. No, I know MSK won that because that was before right. Carter was. So you apparently don't even have to watch stuff to know a lot. Fatal four way for the women's championship. Mandy Rose. Correct. That's easy. Uh, would EO still be there? EO was there, yep. Zoe? Nope. No? Oh, no, she would have probably been injured. Because <laughs> she um, is a lot. Two more. Kaylee Ray? Yep. I was going to say one really young and one a veteran. You got the veteran already. One really young. Jade? Cora Jade's yeah. correct. Oh, gross. Um, a singles match. Does that help you? With two okay. guys. Sorry? Okay. Now on main roster. LA Knight. Correct. And a current main roster champion. Gunther? Correct. Really? That's and, so weird. And the main event, which I'm sure you remember, was for the NXT Championship. <laughs> yeah, Dolph Ziggler and Breaker. Very good. That's funny. So you knew a lot, even though I, as soon as you're like, I didn't even watch that, I'm like, oh no, I picked a really bad topic, but I didn't think I didn't I, really I might matter. have saw some of I know I watched the pre-show and then I don't think I really cared. All right, well, timing is okay. We got to get through our final segment this week, which will be where we look at whatever else we watched and liked and didn't like from those shows, and that is what we call High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so you start us off, because Monday is the first day, and that's when Raw is, and that's all you. So what do you got for Raw? I hope they're calling it WrestleMania SmackDown again next week. Ugh, awesome. <laughs> Great news. I'll talk about that when I get to SmackDown, I guess. Actually, I want to I wanna mention it now. Well, um, let's go. What do you got? Okay, I'm just going to talk about the Andre Battle real quick because I just saw that, that. I did hear about it, but I didn't actually see anything announced. So I got like the full lineup. Yeah. So there's some surprising ones in here. Um, But I'll go from top six. So we got um Legato Duff and Tasma. I don't think Esco. No, they're all in there. Okay, so okay. all three of them. Yep. Maximum Male Models. So it all makes sense so far. Uh, OC. Yeah, it makes sense. Shelton and Cedric. Okay. Los Lotharios. Um, uh, Hit Row. I forgot their name for a second. Loomis. Uh, Brawling Brutes. Sans Sheamus, of course. So poor Pete Dunn. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Mustafa Ali. Boogs. Elias. 
Madcap Moss, Bronson Reed, Happy Corbin, Gargano, Xavier Woods, and then the some of them surprised me. There's Karrion Cross, Ellie Knight, and Bobby Lashley. Feels like a <clears throat> Bronson Reed win, maybe. Maybe, or I would say Lashley. Lashley? I'd, I would give it to honestly. Knight? I would give it to LA Knight. If he's been losing a lot lately, they like he to just do beat that Mysterio sometimes. by distraction roll up. So, oh, nice. but I personally, I'd give it to LA Knight. I heard though that the backup plan for Lashley is him and LA Knight. So. I feel like you do the most last-minute build you've ever done, and you use the Battle Royal to Could put be. them together. I'd hope not, because I'd honestly just give the win to Ellie Knight, because I feel like it doesn't mean a lot, but I it think means it means very little. I think it'd be just cool for him. Yep. I think it'd be good. Um, Very, very small high spot from Raw is he Edge told had a promo when he told Balor to bring his demon. Yeah, of course. Purple demon, baby. Yep. Let's go. But he's going to lose. It's happening. I don't care. Purple demon. Oh, okay. Nice. I mean, the demon shouldn't lose, but purple demon. So, right. like, That's make cool. a figure. You know, purple demon. <laughs> Got to. Yeah. And purple demon. Uh, so, that'll be cool because purple demon. Any... Know, just like, because uh, most of the time it's red or a little bit of blue. I'm colorblind. I don't care. Gray, but purple demon. Yeah. Won't matter to me. Purple cell. Um, anything, uh, anything else pur- from Raw? Purple cell? Purple on a cell? No. Sure. No? Okay. Uh, rest hold. Um, Logan Paul with another whack cheap shot. Doesn't look good. I oh hate, yeah, you it. don't like his strikes at all. Well, he just like he just like throws it and he's like, you know, <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> the like irony a, is he's a boxer. Exactly, right? and it looks like crap. Yeah, but Rollins sells the crap out of it though. Um, of course. So kudos to him. Yep. Uh, the rest of it is SmackDown. Okay, so uh, NXT I thought was a really solid episode overall, and you actually saw a couple things I think you were around for. A high spot right off the bat, I thought an entertaining segment to set up the main event for the night. So you got pretty deadly in the ring. They're complaining about losing to Gallus and getting put through a table by Breaker and Hayes at the end of last week's show. And then Trick and Mello come out and Trick does the talking basically. And he ends up setting up a match between uh, pretty deadly Hayes and Breaker. And you can see Hayes is like surprised by this. Like, why are you booking me in a match with Breaker as a partner? But then in a later segment that I'll talk about now, Trick explains that and that he says he's putting Hayes in a position basically to closely observe Braun, right? And see exactly what he does from the ring apron, which is is reasonable, right? Ahead of their title yeah. match. And then at the same time, they get to sort of dispose of Pretty Dudley, uh, Pretty Dudley, Pretty Deadly, who have been sort of <laughs> annoying be them lately. That'd be, that'd be a fun team. So I thought everybody here did a good job. They're all good performers. And Trick is is really coming into his own. Oh I God. know. I wish they could bring the Dudley boys back and have pretty deadly do a parody and that they would be pretty deadly pretty deadly i'm wondering if they're moving towards trick and mellow separating because mellow is really leaning into babyface in this feud with Braun, and trick seems to work better as a heel and seems to be sort of doing things without consulting mellow so maybe that's gonna lead to some friction there mellow i don't should, think mellow should be heel i don't think trick's ready in ring to be feuding with mellow especially if mellow's the champ but trick's mellow a great talker be heel i know but it's not looking that way. I know, but it might be like one of those throw-off things. Could be. And then another high spot that was a bit of a surprise to me, I thought the women's match between Indy Hartwell and Tiffany Stratton was pretty good. It got nine minutes, and it wasn't perfect, but they had a really solid competitive match. Stratton obviously wins as expected. Um, at one point, Hartwell took like a really awkward-looking fall off the apron. There was a couple this week. Uh, this was the first one. And Stratton just seems to be adding more stuff every week. Like, she's... Picking this thing up really, it reminds me of like, kind of like Kurt Angle, where she's just picking everything up really, really quickly. Um, she's a star in the making for sure. She's exactly what they're looking for, right? Um, in this. And then another high spot, I thought it was a very 
Lucha Underground style vignette. It really had that cinematic feel. And it was Lyra Valkyria, who she sort of was about to enter a feud with Cora Jade, but Jade's gone. So they've been sort of struggling, I think, with what to do with Lyra. So they had her training in like an abandoned building and like running upstairs. And at one point, she even runs through a window, like crashes through a window. I just thought it looked really cool. I don't know if I like her character or what it's doing this whole like not that she is a bird, but that she's very, like, likes birds and has a lot of feathers and stuff. So I think she's cool in ring. So um, I'm hoping they sort out what they're going to do with her. Another high spot uh, was Tiffany Stratton coming back again. She saved us from a Gigi Dolan interview with Mackenzie. Gigi sounds bad to me. I don't know. I see people that think she's really good and, like, poised to I, be. I doubt I, it, I based on what I saw from Toxic. I don't see it, right? Um, so Stratton interrupted to basically say that she's going to win the ladder match and then she had her Tiffany epiphany, so she's already got her little catchphrases that are kind of cute, right? And then she does this thing, toodles, when, whenever she's done, which gets me every time. I think she's super entertaining. Um, rest hold, I know you're going to be shocked to hear this. There's more of the Kiana James, Kiana James, Henley, oh, Fallon Henley nonsense. So going back to last week, Fallon Henley wants to tell Jensen about this Sebastian that was all over James' agenda when they broke into her office. I feel stupid even recapping <laughs> all of this stuff. Um, and then James, I think it might have been the second segment, it doesn't matter, says that she wants it, it has to come from her. Um, and I don't know. So James, in the second segment, like saves Fallon Henley from an attack by Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. So I don't really know. It got multiple segments again, and it's been that way for, I'm going to say, months, and I still don't care. It just doesn't get my attention. It feels really juvenile. Like they're, hey, guys, we really need to hit that, like, 9 to 12 demographic hard. So this is, I, I don't know. It's just not Wh for which me. Which you are. It's not for me, and it's uh, taken a really long time to play out. So then I have, even my note says, mega high spot. <laughs> uh Takeover level match, like I absolutely love this match minus the finish, but whatever. Um, so this was Dragonov and JD McDonough, just almost 15 minutes of them just beating the hell out of each other, and the crowd is super into this. Unfortunately, ended in a no contest. So Dragon Lee, who's uh, in NXT now, he's at ringside sitting with commentary, not on commentary, just to watch the match. So he accidentally gets run into by each man and then that's enough for him and a brawl ensues and the match is thrown out. So I absolutely love the action in this up to the finish. But the finish is almost worth it because out of that ending, we then get Dragonov and McDonough added to the ladder match, right? At Stand and Deliver. How did the finish happen again? Which is, so basically, um, Dragon Lee's watching and as the action's outside and someone, I don't know if they were going to run him into the barricade or they run into Dragon Lee. And then the other person accidentally runs into Dragon Lee too. So then he just is like pissed uh. off and they start fighting and it gets thrown out. So um, they're added to the ladder match, which is looking awesome. I don't know who the fifth is going to be. I think there's I a battle royal next week there's, for it, right? There, there's spoilers for next I week. I was hoping it was Axiom, but we'll see. Um, mm -hmm. So there was one spot in this, another. This was the second scary fall through the ropes. It was almost rep reminiscent of the time Enzo hurt himself really bad going through the ropes, but... Obviously, Dragonov was okay, but this was like a great match. Like this is one where you go find it and watch it if you don't it's just watch. Just a fireway, right? Is this one a ladder match too, or yes. is it? It is. Uh, is it ladder? The women's one is. The women's is. Is this one one? I feel like it is, but I could be wrong. I 
I don't know. That could be I wrong. would hope so, kind Check of. It. But you, you got time while I'm they talking. Have a million ladder matches. I added this match to my list of stuff I love from 2023, and it didn't even have a finish to it. So just these two guys, they've worked together a ton. Their chemistry is amazing. They, this match was great. I loved it. Uh, I put this as a high spot. You watched it, and I saw you laugh as well. Big Body Javi comes to the ring. Um, and he, what did he say that made me laugh? Uh, I think it was... Because I know he said like Gargano's been out for 12 months while Javi's been the soul of NXT and has been fighting for seven years, like uh, seven months. And something about like he even put out a Christmas album and has Gargano done that? I don't know what it was. Something made us chuckle anyways. Uh, it was something funny. But then obviously Gargano shows up and he, I thought he had really great intensity in his promo, like appropriate because Grayson Waller's been at his house messing with his family, right? So I thought Gargano did a really good job in his promo there. And it's setting up. It's an... just same fatal five way match, so I don't know. If okay, it's no ladder probably. Uh-huh. Setting up an unsanctioned match at Stand and Deliver, right? And then Waller shows up on the Tron, agrees to the match as long as Gargano gives the contract to Vic Joseph, who can give it to Waller next week. I guess he doesn't want to interact with Gargano ahead, but like Javi's, there's a spot for him, right? Like he's this comedy guy who doesn't ever need to win and just gets killed by people, but he does a good job here. Um, I thought, and I think you saw this as well. I put it as a high spot just because. It's Carl Fredericks gets a vignette ahead of his debut in NXT. Um, it was kind of a cool, like, Native American motif happening. But then, remember, there's, like, DJ. We were joking about, like, yeah. it's the indigenous DJ. I just saw him on Level Up. It was playing. But I, um, I like him, and I always welcome new talent, especially when it's an experienced wrestler and not, like, an athlete coming here. You know what I mean? It's actually somebody who is a good wrestler. Who I'm I'm looking forward to I don't like the name. Do you remember his name? Uh Eddie Thorpe. Right. I don't like it, but I'm sure I'll get used to it. There's been tons of names I don't like that I end up getting used to. So another talented performer coming to NXT, which I think is cool. Uh Resthold, just because I was hoping for more, was a women's squash match, pretty much. I was surprised. Um Lyra Valkyria, a little bit surprisingly to me, beat Ivy Nile in less than three minutes. I don't think there was anything wrong with it but again i was just hoping for something longer and it feels like is the bloom off the rose for ivy nile because it felt like she was someone they were kind of protecting yeah for at least from what i remember right so i i'm happy because i really think valkyria is good so but i just this isn't what i expected and i'm curious what the plan is for ivy nile going forward a big rest hold for me were you around for the great debate had you left at that point i can't remember so the great debate between sounds like not chase you and um schism I heard about it. I didn't watch it, no. Uh, the whole thing was a pretty big waste of time for me. It starts out, Hudson's debating first, and his heart isn't in it. He's just kind of like, blah, 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 or whatever. Then Ava does her part. I thought she sounded awful. Then you get the other guys from Schism speaking their normal, like, gibberish nonsense. And then somehow, Tyler Bate gets a spot in the debate on Chase U's side. Is there um, any way we can get Pete Dunne and GYV back? No, Thank I don't you. think so. Um, Is Pete Dunne like that? And then, so it all ends up, we're going to get a match between uh, Schism and Chase plus Tyler Bate at Stand and Deliver with Chase University on the line, which, so Hudson sort which of... Is, o- that's like the Keanu James, uh, Fallon Henley thing. Hudson kind of overstepped his bounds and made the match for the university, and I don't know how um, Andre Chase feels about it, but I'm wondering, since Hudson put the school on the line, could he finally turn on chase and cost them the school right is this where this is heading sort of thing spooky school i'm god i'm not sure i care too much and tyler Bate just seems kind of tacked on here since he doesn't have anything else to do and since chase Um, you are down a person right 
Uh, so this got a lot of time and led to a match I'm not interested in. But anyways, high spot. I thought the main event was good. Um, it was that uh, pretty deadly versus Mello and Braun. Everybody looked pretty good. Mello, it seems like he's even better shape. Like he's more ripped than usual. We got a he's Braun. He's trunks. We got a bronze spear and a mellow leg drop for the expected win Talk after about his trunks. After 12 minutes. Don't care about people's trunks or colors or things like that. Well, because the tights look dumb. I don't really notice at all. Um, sorry, I'm... No, the, the, the trunks are shorter. Like You can see part of his legs. That's I understand, but I don't notice. But like you, his legs. I get it. Sorry, I got to keep moving, man. I got like 20 minutes to get out of this house. <gasps> uh, so Impact, I did watch. I didn't watch ROH this week. I still may go back and see it. I just didn't have time to get it before recording. Uh, I thought a solid six-man opener. Kushida uh, Motor City Machine Guns defeated the design when Angels tapped to the hoverboard lock. I thought everybody but Khan looked good. He's really boring, and I don't know why they felt the need to sign him unless they just wanted a big guy, I guess. I don't know. But I've, not I've been pointing it out for a while, right? Motor City Machine Guns are cheating a lot. They're not heels, but they cheat all the time, and they did in this, including leading to the finish. Kushida, not so much. But the guns are definitely um, kind of rule-breaking, and I, I don't quite understand. I don't mind. I just, they're not presented as heels, so it's kind of interesting to me. Um, high spot, I really liked the women's match between Perrazzo and Savannah Evans, another one that I thought kind of over-delivered. Uh, I preferred it to the opener, actually. Um, nice contrast to styles. You've got the technician in Perrazzo and the monster powerhouse in Evans. I saw, and I, I saw she had, like, bangs or something. Evans is who? Uh, I think it's Evans. Oh, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, I... Another thing I don't notice. Evans is really growing on me. This is at least two matches. I forget the other one. I feel like it might have been with Jordan Grace or another powerhouse. But anyways, I've really liked her. She could be a monster for this company if they build her right. I think she's pretty good. Anyways, Peraza won the match. Uh, was kind of a sloppy looking crucifix. Like she didn't quite get one of the arms hooked and Evans still went over anyways. But the match itself I thought was pretty good. Uh, and then a mega rest hold, which I actually made you watch, um, was Taya's written off of Impact. Did you want to summarize that for everybody? Since you're... I still don't get it. <laughs> but so basically, it <laughs> was it. the Death Dolls and Rosemary, or are they all the Death Dolls? I they're guess all the death they're dolls. all the Death Dolls talking. I think it was that Rosemary's actually magical. And the coven are humans who are practicing magic, dabbling in magic or whatever. Uh, I'm not entirely they sure. Really magical, but lots right? of magic talk, which everybody knows is my favorite thing. Is everyone's when, favorite when okay. we go supernatural magic stuff. Um, but within that, Havoc makes some really great points. What I, we've always been saying, and it made me laugh a little because she's like, "If we can do magic, why don't we win all of our matches? Like we can teleport and stuff." So I'm like, "Yes, Havoc, exactly." But anyways. <laughs> Havoc ends up running away. And they don't. They don't really acknowledge that, do they? No. That that was just. I thought it was really funny that she pointed that out. So Taya ends up chasing Havoc because Havoc runs away. They end up encountering a coffin with a light in it and a hand sort of reaching out of it. And Taya's like, "No, no, don't go towards the light." And then she positions herself between Havoc. Where she's back facing to right, the coffin. Between the coffin which, and which is smart. Right, and the hand, I guess, pulls her into the coffin. Uh, the lid closes and Havoc, rather than helping your friend and maybe opening the coffin and seeing what's going on, just runs away. So this is the end of Taya on Impact. And this was like, I feel like this will be on WrestleCrap or whatever that is because it's just a lazy way of writing her off. Like this is some magical coffin she got. I don't know. It's all terrible. Other than Havoc's comments about the magic not helping them win matches, which I thought was pretty funny. So just 
I don't know, uh, if, if like Taya's departure caught them off guard or something and they just had to do this or what. But anyways, it was pretty <laughs> lame. I actually rewound so that you could watch it with me. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Thank and then you. on Impact, really not much else of note. Um, Bully Ray and Masha Slamovich defeated Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James in like average match. Moose you mean and... new GCW champion, Masha Slamovich? Exactly. That's, she's awesome. I love her. But it's like a Ty Valkyrie thing. She's trapped. She's no, tang- sorry. Ty Val- Tessa Blanchard. She, she's tangled up with Bully Ray and Dreamer, which is awful for her. But anyway, she's cool as heck. Um, Gets her on TV, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Moose and Brian Myers defeated Hendry and Dirty Dango, and which was whatever. And then there was that, I mentioned it before, a final segment with Macklin and Alexander, which was kind of cool because Alexander's kind of like, you keep saying you never got any opportunities, but you're kind of ducking opportunities. And then Macklin kind of admits, yeah, I've been waiting to pick my spot. And then it shows footage of him. He's been like behind the scenes watching Alexander's matches and whatever, waiting for his opportunity, which he's not going to get now. But anyways. <laughs> So an okay episode of Impact, but nothing major. And then that's it for me. So if you have any SmackDown, feel free. Uh, high spot. I saw Butch versus Gunther was on SmackDown. Highlights look solid. I watched like the little bit of that. That would be awesome, um, actually. So because when's that ever going to be bad? Right. And when he's Pete Dunne, I'm saying throw him a title match. Me too. And dare I say he beats Gunther someday. I'd be okay with it. Like I think I think that'd be a cool full, full circle thing with Triple H and Control. It's actually possible because he'll maybe remember and he'll also care about it maybe. Possibly. Although there's... Still rumors that Vince I heard is they edited a segment out where they said wrestling. Oh, no. So that's a sign Vince's yeah. fingerprints are back on the product, maybe, which yeah. is not good for anybody. Um, my wrestle Except from Omos, SmackDown maybe. is... Um, so they got four-way tag showcase matches, like I told you. At. Yeah. So the men's one's already said. I think it's Alpha Academy, um, Street Profits. Um, two others. Two Two others. <laughs> I know it too. Um, I, I can't even think of tag teams to be honest. Um, that's how much I pay attention to the main um, roster right now. I, I swear I know. I swear I know who's in it. I don't think the brutes are. God you know everything it. about wrestling. You weren't even Hold born on. for. Okay, but wait. When it comes to knowing current matches, you you blind. I, I need to. I need to Google quick because so so there's a men's tag team showcase and then there's a women's tag team showcase. Um, so they're both like four way tags. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, where there's the women's one. I don't care about that one. I need where the Okay, okay. Uh okay, that's why I don't remember. Okay, so Street Profits and Alpha Academy I got, then Viking Raiders because they don't do anything. Right. And Ricochet and Braun Strowman. No wonder I didn't remember that. I don't know why they're a team. I have to remember Anyways. Viking Raiders for when we do Because uh, I was gonna do like when we make our own promotions. We we draft like underused people. I'd have to remember Viking Pete Raiders. Um so then the women's one, the first team to qualify. For some reason, there's qualifiers for the women's and not men's, but whatever. Okay. So Liv Morgan and Raquel already qualified. Well, because there's so many women's teams. Right. It's such yeah. a deep division. And then Ronda and Shayna are in. I don't even know if they qualified, but that's okay. Because yep. there's on Mania. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you want to guess. So this is a rest hold. Guess what team just qualified on SmackDown? Shotzi. Mm-hmm. And who's she with? It's not good. Shotzi and... um. Evans, the blonde no. one. Who? Shotzi and Natalia. <laughs> Dream <laughs> team. Bad. Dream team. That's so bad. It's not great. I mean, it it's better than like if Shotzi brought in Aaliyah, but like that's yeah. just bad. Nice. Uh, and then the last high spot was I saw like they had a video package uh, recapping Zayn and Owens reunion on last week's SmackDown and the them challenging the Usos on Raw. Yep. I'd say you should check that out if you want to get caught. If you want to get caught up. Yeah, I probably. That was really nice actually. I, I usually stay caught up on Bloodline, Sami Zayn, and stuff. they got a. So, you know, he does the KO Mania shirt every yeah. year. 
So he's got that with like the Hollywood logo, but it's on the back of the shirt because the front of the shirt is the Mania logo. It's WrestleZania. That's good. That's funny. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. I'd get that. Nice. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Yeah. Gives me a few minutes to do whatever little production I do on this and get this episode out there for get all of the you. Get hell out of and my then, house. That's right. Get back to Toronto for a basketball game and then I'll do, the, do the same thing again tomorrow other than recording. More basketball yeah. tomorrow, but yeah. less recording. Fine. But anyways. Thanks to anyone who took some time out of their week to listen to the two of us down here talking about wrestling. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to contact us, fnswrestling at gmail.com, fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on Instagram. Leave a comment on YouTube if you want. Any comment anywhere will get a reply. I can virtually promise you I always reply because I don't get many, so it doesn't take much time out of my day, but I will always reply. And they're really easy to find them. It's not like a needle haystack thing. No. Um, So... Uh, we hope you have a great week. We'll see you back here next Saturday for episode 141. WrestleMania preview day. That is, will be it. It'll probably be a beefier episode next week. And until then, take care. <laughs>